You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from Australia from Jinbei Liu, Portfolio Manager at Tribeca Investment Partners. Good morning, Jin. Uh, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Um, so seems inflation and interest rates have been putting pressure on the Australian markets. Do you envisage the weakness to persist through the end of the year or do you think that we'll get some sort of Santa Claus rally? Look, I think we are going to probably see more likely to see the Santa Claus rally. Um, you know, on the part that um, the interest rate rise that we've seen probably is the last one uh, for for the time being. And at the same time, you know, we are seeing the inflationary pressure slowly coming up. We did have a bad read in the last number, but it is um, from all the forward indicators and anecdotal evidence that things are slowing down. So net net together, we think that bodes pretty well for the equity market. Uh, While at the same time, look, you know, we're talking about slowdown. It's not a collapse. We just heard from uh, the likes of the the listing business like the uh, realestate.com and the like. They're talking about the housing market activity is actually picking up now. So, you know, net net, I think our economy is okay uh, and should sail through this period. So, I mean, you've got 10-year yields, almost, I mean, at the highest level since 2011. Um, you've had bond yields rising about 160 basis points over the past six months. But you've, I mean, it seems like it has been quite, quite a lot of pressure coming from the uh, Treasury markets. Mm. But yet, you're now saying that housing prices, oh, but people are starting to look at housing. Is that that they just feel that, okay, mortgage rates are now at the highs, interest rates are at the highs, this is the best time to get in because as they go forward, they're just going to be met with falling interest rates? Yeah, look, I, I tell you what's, what's interesting. So there's an interesting dynamic happening. We have seen some house uh, house price pressure last year. And this year so far, we've seen a little bit uh, stabilization in the house prices. But what is interesting at the moment is that, um, you know, we actually didn't have enough supply in the last few months because of the um, the rising interest rate and effect on the consumer confidence. Um, and it is more just recently, um, just post-spring, we started seeing some uh, increasing housing supply. And that actually draw out a lot of demand um, that was sitting back. So net net, we are actually seeing a bit more positive activity. Clearly, mortgage rates is putting pressure on the consumer um, but for some pockets. So, you know, we're seeing some areas like mortgage belt areas. We started seeing a little bit more increase in the mortgagee sale. But what that has done is drawing out a lot, of, uh, uh, quite a lot of consumer that who wanted to buy but couldn't afford previously. So net net, we're seeing the volume increasing, a price probably will stabilize and maybe to a little bit to the negative front. Um, but if we're looking into the next year, right, um, you know, the underlying fundamental for housing is actually pretty strong for Australia because of the immigration story. And we're already seeing that coming through. So then looking into next year and, and to the end of this year as well, what sectors should investors be focusing on? Is it really focused around the housing market, say banks, developers, and property, or is there more broader-based sectors that they should look at? 
Look, yeah, for the Australian market, uh, even though we're talking to a, sl- a positive housing story on a 12-month or two-year view, um, but what's actually most attractive at this point in the housing uh, in the Australian market is actually healthcare sector. The entire sector have underperformed enormously, partly because of the new weight loss drug hype that is taking place in the U.S. And um, you know, for quite a for its impact on our some of the share prices is very unfounded. So for me, this is a sector where you find incredible amount of value to buy some of the very structural, very strong structural growth um, leaders um, have been, you know, those global businesses for for decades. So um, this is actually where I see significant amount of opportunity um, and, um, you know, with or without a stronger economy. I've also noticed that technology seems to be underperforming quite uh, sharply over there or certainly over the last month or two. Um, And is that set to continue? So people should start looking away from the technology sector? We'll continue to look yeah, away from look, the technology sector. Sure, look. Yeah, look, I think technology sector globally became a bit expensive, um, uh, particularly led by the, you know, the Nasdaq boom. Um, and uh, now just the, we're getting a bit of a reality check to where, um, you know, that these technology companies have to keep up with the um, technological advancement, which is AI. So there's requiring a lot more investment uh, into the platform. So most of them sort of surprised, surprised a little bit on the downside in terms of um, their, their, cap, uh, their expenditure. They have to spend more. Um, but then there, I think the valuation for tech have come back. Um, some of them actually represent a good value here in Australia, not so much in NASDAQ. I think still some of them are quite expensive. But here in Australia, some of the tech actually looks interesting. Um, and, um, you know, the valuation has come off to a more reasonable value. And then their earnings are now more realistic. And while they continue to grow, I think for the next 12 months, you know, what's going to drive your portfolio return is going to be some cyclical sector. So say a little bit of resources, not so much banks. I think banks in the tough environment um, and some health Healthcare plus a little bit of technology, um, but really about those ones that has had more realistic expectations built into their forecasts. Well, talking about the resources and commodity sector, I mean, I noticed that the energy sector has been under uh, had had a tough few weeks, but gold prices have been uh, gold stocks seem to have been performing. Um, what's been driving yeah. that? Yeah, look, that's interesting. Look, I think it's a bit of um, a little bit of a risk off um, environment. So investors lack appetite to uh, buy more stocks and they're a little bit cautious about the outlook uh, for the world, given, um, you know, the uh, the conflict that is going on in the Middle East, um, as well as China coming back online a little bit slower than expected. And then you've got the inflation interest rate story continue to uh, gyrate the market. So with that in mind, investors sort of hiding in the safe asset, which is gold Equities. Energy is interesting. Um, you know, even though despite the conflict in the Middle East normally provides good support for energy prices, um, but at this point, the investors really just thinking China is not coming back online. Global economy is still uncertain whether we're heading to recession or not. Let's just take some money off the table. So this has been what's happening. And- and I think my view is that, you know, energy equity does look very attractive uh, together with the resource equities um, because, you know, clearly China uh, will return to growth. Um, it's just a matter of time, um, not, not if. All right. Well, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. So I'd like to thank you for coming in. That was uh, thank you very much. That's Jin Bei Liu, Portfolio Manager at Tribeca Investment Partners.